never stop. One more time, even even when I don't see it, even when I don't feel it, you never stop, never stop. You never stop, never stop working. We make miracle worker, promise keeper, light in the darkness, my God. That is who you are. Father God, we bless and worship you. We thank you, O God, for your word you have for us. Thank you, O God, for how kind you are. Thank you, O God, for solving all problems, especially earlier. We worship you and we thank you in Jesus' name. Speak your word to us. May none of us live the same. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. That's why it's important. When somebody who can be helpful is not here, it affects things. What do you think? I think the message is pretty clear. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Five, <laughs> five keys to prosperity. Let's continue. Five keys to prosperity. Five keys to prosperity. Five keys to prosperity. Number one, the key of knowing that it is God who gives us prosperity. I want to say God bless you to those who are online also watching. Very, very important. This is very important for my prosperity and for your prosperity. Many people have theories as to how to prosper and are still looking for the theories and more theories and more theories and are still looking. But this is not going to give us time to look, rather time to prosper. There is a difference between you are always looking for keys you get keys and you keep looking for keys because those keys don't work versus keys that work. There's a difference between prospering because God has prospered you versus oil being poured on your head until you have no more hair. Don't shut me down, I'm preaching you here. Hallelujah. It's, 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 there's a difference. There was a man of God called Kenneth Hagin who went to a church to pray for the church, to have a miracle service. As he had the miracle service, he's used to outstanding miracles and signs and wonders where someone can stand like this for hours without moving. <laughs> or people can jump and, I mean, dance and, I mean, crawl and, I mean, God's power hits. Sometimes you just stand here by you. You just stand here. And you start laughing, shaking, and you fall on the floor as you're sitting down. <laughs> or you tell all of you, stand up. Then you just touch one person and everyone will go down like dominoes. But when you went to this particular church, there was not even a wind, like a fly's wind that happened there. No signs, no wonders, nothing. And he was wondering, Lord, why? Why? Then God said that the people are not taught those things. And because they are not taught and they are not expecting, it cannot happen. That's one group. So in the same way, if you, are not, you, you don't know the right way to prosper, you will not do well. Also, there was a time Kenneth Hagen, his church, the people were struggling with different issues. So he will get, uh, he will start a service called Get Free Service. <laughs> and you pray for people, people will summers, no, in fact, the summersorting was later on. People will, Titi, uh, come. Joel, come and stand by, behind. Kenneth Hagen, oh, come, everyone must see you. Let's make sure everybody can see you. Kenneth Hagen will pray for them. Receive your miracle power! <laughs> and false. Very good. Oh, you should have fallen. Anyway, that one, you can't fake it I mean, if you are real. Hallelujah. Then the people 
were not, their lives were not changing. They were still the same. The, those who were broke were still broke. Those who were depressed were still depressed. Then he changed the service to get loose service. The first was what? Uh, uh, no, the first was get loose service. Then the second was breakthrough service. Then that one, people uh, come. Then, Phoebe, come. We need more people. Phoebe, quickly. Oh, yeah. But just a quick. Then he'll get, get uh, uh, this one is what? Breakthrough service. Come closer, sir. And then he'll just point at you and then start shaking. No, you, don't, you are behind. <laughs> You point at you, start shaking. You are loose, you are loose, you are loose, you are breakthrough, breakthrough. And then go down. <laughs> okay, no results. No results. Then he had another service get called uh, 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 Miracle Provision Conclusion Service. Of course, I'm making them up, but he had names for the services. Then people started to crawl and somersault. No results. So he prayed to God and said, God, why? We see your power clear. Your power is real. We can see your power being displayed. We can see your move. We can see signs. We can see wonders. Why is it that the people are still broke? The people are still depressed. The people are still going through all the things they want to go through. Then God told him something that shocked him. God said, the people are trying to use prayer to do what only the word can do. Let me repeat it again. And that's a problem in many Christian folk, especially the charismatics. Many Christians are trying to, so many Christians are trying to use prayer to do what only the word can do. What do you think? So it means that you can hear, you can be prayed for. Maybe the demon will go. But because the word is not in, and it's not be, you are not being filled with the word, then those demons will come back and take their territory, and there's no bl blessing coming anywhere. Amen. But when the word comes in, the word is light, and the word, dis the word dispels the darkness. Amen. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. And you and I must not believe that we are going to prosper in pride. But believe we are going to prosper because we believe the Bible. This is different from an unbeliever who just became a new convert. In Kenneth Hagin's line, who was sick and their family members were sick. Instant healing. Then there was a lady. You are Kenneth Hagen praying for me. But as you are praying, you are listening to me. Yeah. Oh God, you know I'm the best Christian in this church. You know I pay my tithe. <laughs> it's been funny for you. You can imagine the angels. <laughs> you know I pay my tithe. You know I do this. You know I do this. So Lord, you have to heal me. The woman the, disease, the, the sickness never left her, but it was not a terminal illness. She lived and died with that sickness. No healing. Because she was proud in the fact that she felt that she deserved it. But you and I, we don't feel we deserve it. We know that it's our right because we have faith in Jesus. And Jesus has promised us there's a difference. You can put your hands together for the Lord. So you and I must be confident that God will do it for us. Different from it is our right, we have to know. We are confident he will do it, but we are not arrogant about it. I don't know if you are what I'm saying. And God will give it to us because when you do that, God will see that, look, you have faith in my word and I'm going to honor my word. I don't know whether you understand what I'm saying. So the key of knowing that it is God who prospers us or gives us prosperity then we read from James 1.17. Let's quickly read through and then we'll just continue. James 1.17. 
Every good gift and every perfect gift is from above and cometh down from the Father of lights, with whom is no variableness, neither shadow of turning. So every good and every perfect gift comes from God. Deuteronomy 8.18. But thou shalt remember the Lord thy God, for it is he that giveth thee power to get wealth, that he may establish his covenant which he swear unto thy fathers, as it is this day. Hallelujah. Amen. Then we began to talk about the fact that look for true riches and prosperity. That comes from God only. God is the only one who gives true riches and prosperity. No one else gives true riches and prosperity but God. Hallelujah. And we, I mean, you can read the other verses. Then know that there are many ways to get money. But God is the one who blesses us with prosperity. Proverbs 10, 22. The blessing of the Lord, it maketh rich, and he addeth no sorrow with it. Know that God wants to prosper you. 3 John 1, 2. Beloved, I wish above all things that thou mayest prosper and be in health even as thy soul prospereth. Next, seek to prosper God's way. Isaiah 119. If ye be willing and obedient, ye shall eat the good of the land. Seek to please God. Hebrews 11.6. But without faith, it is impossible to please him. For he that cometh to God must believe that he is, and that he is a rewarder of them that diligently seek him. Delight thyself in the Lord. We're just going a quick recap. Psalm 37, verse 4. Take delight in the Lord, and he will give you the desires of your heart. What are the desires of your heart? Is it prosperity? He'll give it to you because you take delight in him. The word of God must remain in you. And in Joshua 1, 8, we read Psalm, 34, Psalm 37, verse 4. John 15, 7. Let's look at John 15, 7. John 15, 7. If ye abide in me, or remain in me, and my words remain in you, ye shall ask what ye will, and it shall be done unto you. If you remain in me, and my words remain in you, whatever you wish, you will get. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Have the right motives for the riches. Don't have the right motives so that you can have the best car, or you can have the best house. That doesn't work. Have the right motives because you know that God, you want to bless the work of God. You want, you want to be a blessing to others. Hallelujah. Do not love money and be careful about how you relate with money. Hallelujah. Number two. So this is number one. Number one is what? The key of knowing that it is God who gives us prosperity. Number two. We talked about the fact that position yourself for prosperity. Position yourself for prosperity. Position yourself. Position yourself. Position yourself. Isaiah 119. If ye be willing and obedient, ye shall eat the good of the land. Then we read from 2 Corinthians 8, 9. For ye know the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ... That though he was rich, yet for your sakes he became poor, that ye through his poverty might be rich. Hallelujah. So God expects the Christian to help the poor. God expects the Christian to help the poor. So we read from James 1.27. James chapter 1, verse 27. Pure religion and undefiled before God and the Father is this. To visit or to care for or to consider the fatherless and widows in their affliction. The poor are afflicted. The poor suffer. The poor go through difficulty. The poor struggle. To visit the fatherless and widows in their affliction. And to keep himself unspotted from the world. So that is what God expects from the Christian. God expects the Christian who has pure Christianity. 
pure and genuine Christianity in God's sight is to care for orphans and widows in their distress and refuse to let the world corrupt you. Hallelujah. And then Acts 6, 1 to 4, the apostles were following what the new Jesus wanted all Christians to do. In Acts chapter 6. Think about it. The apostles were doing what they expected or the new Jesus wanted every Christian to do. And in those days, if I let's use NLT for this. And the Christian should learn to know that this is important to God. But as the believers rapidly multiplied, there were rumblings of discontent. Those who spoke Greek complained against those who spoke Hebrew, saying that their widows were being discriminated against in the daily distribution of food. So this verse, go back to verse 2, 1. So this verse clearly shows that the apostles thought it worthy and important to be helping the widows. So there were widows who spoke, there were Grecian widows who spoke Greek, and then Hebrew widows who spoke Hebrew. And somehow, those who were speaking Greek were complaining because those who spoke Hebrew were almost, it felt like they were being favored against those who spoke Greek because the Greek speaking were being neglected. I don't think it was intentional. But anytime few people are doing something, there will be mistakes. So how I many I get what I'm saying? Because they began to multiply. So it shows that the apostles knew the importance of helping widows. That's, that's the whole point. Now let's continue, verse 2. So the 12 called a meeting of the, all, all the believers. We apostles should spend our time preaching and teaching the word of God, not administering a food program, they said. But remember that they never stopped it because it was very important. But there are more important things than that. Hallelujah. Verse 3. Now look around among yourselves, brothers, and select seven men who are well respected and are full of the Holy Spirit and wisdom. We will put them in charge of this business because it's important still. Verse 4. Then we can spend our time in prayer and preaching and teaching the word of God. Yes. So it shows clearly the importance. How many are getting me so far? Very, very important. Now, it is a sin. Wow. It is a sin and wrong not to help the poor when we can. It is a sin and wrong not to help the poor when we can help them. God personally looks after the poor orphans and widows. Can you think about it? How many thought it was a sin not to help the poor? Honestly. I didn't know it was a sin till I read, I studied it. A sin not to help the poor. Did you know it was a sin? Deuteronomy 15, 7 to 11. But if there are any people, sorry, but if there are any poor people in your towns, when you arrive in the land the Lord your God is giving you, do not be hard-hearted or tight-fisted toward them. Instead, be generous and lend them whatever they need or give them whatever they need. Do not be mean-spirited and refuse someone alone because the year of release is close at hand. If you refuse to make the loan and needy and the needy person cries out to the Lord, you will be considered guilty of sin. This is your own money. 
Give freely without begrudging it. So if you are giving, because God said you have to give, if you are giving it grudgingly, it's a problem too. And the Lord, your God, will bless you in everything you do because you are not giving grudgingly. There will always be some among you who are poor. That is why I am commanding you to share your resources freely with the poor and with other Israelites in need. Now, it's very important to know that God is the same. If God is immutable and the same yesterday, today, and forever, it means that God doesn't change. What made him angry in the Old Testament still makes him angry in the New Testament. The only difference is that God, because of the grace of God, because of what Jesus did, we don't see his wrath because Jesus Christ is the end of the law. Nevertheless, God still wants us to relate with poor people in a certain way. I don't know if you get what I'm saying. God called it a sin. Now, Proverbs 14, 31. So, I mean, is it clear that in the Old Testament, God thought it was a sin to withhold from the poor? But there are different verses. It's not just this one. Proverbs 14, 31. Those who oppress the poor insult their maker. But those who help the poor honor him. Use King James now. How many want to honor God? Now, yes. We, no, we should all lift that. This one, we all want to honor God. Now, when we are singing, oh, I want to honor you, I want to honor you, the angels are shocked. Do you know why they are shocked? Because God says, if you want to honor me, don't sing it. Help the poor. Then you honor me. Then when you sing it, I'll accept it because you are proving what you are singing. Yes. King James. He that oppresses the poor reproaches his maker, but he that honoreth him had mercy on the poor. When you are giving to the poor, don't give to them as if you are superior to them or as if you are helping them. No, 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 no. You are just a custodian, custodian of God's money and God has given you their money and you are giving it to them. How can you be looking down on them? It's, it's like a... a, a, a And feel superior. How? Is their man is God's money and God gave it to you to give to them? How can you feel superior when you could have been in their situation? Hallelujah. It's Proverbs 17 5. Those who mock the poor insult their maker. Use NLT for this. Hey. If you mock a poor person, you, you are poor. That's an, you, you look at you. Look at you, poor person. You, what, what do you know that I don't? I, I, what, what, what can you tell me that I don't know? You poor person. Look, you are poor. I, I have more money, more money than you. Look at you, poor person. Ah, you, you can't even afford this. I mean, kids do it. So God excuses. I mean, kids in high school, they, they laugh at people. Kids, they are at friends' shoes and all. But you are insulting me. Look at you. You are poor. There's nothing to you. You, 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 you didn't say, yes, sir. You poor person. Poor person. Poor, poor. Oh, people do that a lot. How dare you? You advise me. Look at you. You can't even afford a shoe. You are advising me. If insulted God. Those who mock the poor insult their maker. Those who rejoice at the misfortune of others will be punished. Because of the envy, someone would rejoice at the misfortune of someone. The Bible says that they'll be punished. Hey, even Oliver agrees. 
No, but those who mock the poor, it's wild. Let's use NESB for this. How, you see, the question is, how many have mocked the poor before? Those watching also. Yes. I was sitting in the car. He who mocks the poor taunts his maker. He who rejoices at calamity will not go unpunished. I was in my, with my father in the car. We're waiting for someone by the house. And there was a man walking like this. But I was thinking of something and laughing. And my father said, no, you don't laugh at, you don't, you don't, you don't laugh at people like that. And, but I, even though that was not how I was laughing, I told him that that's not why I'm laughing. But I took notes that, hey, you don't do that. God can easily say, oh, I see. Really? Thank you. You are excused. You are laughing at someone like that. Thank you. If you hear that, kneel down and tear your clothes and roll. If you hear God say, thank you. <laughs> hey! But you see, many times people do things in the past like mocking poor, doing some of these things, and nothing happens. So because of that, they don't understand why in the future God is acting on it. You see what I'm saying? But of course, when we repent, it's different. When we repent, we are repented. That's fine now. But many don't repent of it. When we go, when we, when we travel to poor places, some of them tell us that, wow, you are jumping with us, you are dancing with us, you are relating with us. Some of the other people, when they come, they come and they stand as if they are better than us. They tell us all the time. But, but Fred, you've heard us, yeah. Like, yeah, yeah they, that, like they, we, we, they, they behave like they are better than them. What's the point of what they are doing? What's the point? They are doing it as a show for, for uh, funds, for, for, for grants. And yeah, it's a waste. It's not helping. God is not pleased with that. Exodus 22, 22-24. So we're talking about how God sees these people. And then we'll talk about how it generates millions or billions. Exodus 22, 22-24. Do not take advantage of the widow or the fatherless. Okay, use NLT. I don't know. I think this might be NLT. 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 Go to 20. Good. Do not exploit. Okay. Do not exploit. In fact, you have the thing by you. Let me read it here. I'm sure you can find it. Exodus 22, 22 to 24. Do not take advantage of the widow or the fatherless. <clears throat> If you do and they cry out to me, I will certainly hear their cry. My anger will be aroused and I will kill you with the sword. Your wives will become widows and your children fatherless. <laughs> Go to 22 again. This one is, if you take advantage, I don't know why you can't get that version. You have the scriptures with you. If you take advantage of a widow or a fatherless. I, I don't know if you're getting what I'm saying. No. This one, you are taking advantage. How can you be killed like that just because you are taking advantage? Because it's, God has chosen to make them his. He's the one who is looking after them. Because a widow can't look after herself, at least in those days. And an orphan cannot. So God is the one who says, I am their protector. So if you are afflicting them or you are taking advantage of them, I will kill you. It's wild though. Very, very wild. I will kill you. Hey! You still can't find that version. Let me find it for you. I'm not sure what you guys are doing in that room. Exodus 22, 22 to 24. 
22. 22. Yeah. Why, why was it so difficult? NIV. Do not take advantage of the widow or the fatherless. Continue. Verse 23. If you do and they cry out, just pray that they don't cry. Because if a widow or a fatherless person has been taken advantage of, okay, you are poor, you are a widow. Let me exploit you. Let me let you do something or work for something or light you to, to take advantage of you. And they find out and they cry, oh, God. So there are verses that say when they sigh, they've not even complained. Huh. Oh, God. That's all they say. Oh, God. What have, why have they done this to me? Oh, that's all. God says, I will certainly hear that cry. Next verse. <laughs> My anger will be aroused and I will kill you with a sword. What does it mean? Accident, so many armed robberies, some medra, corrupt cop shooting. Your wives, of course, it doesn't mean that those who were killed by them were bad. It just means that those cops were evil. Hallelujah. Your wives will become widows and your children fatherless. Those who do these things and don't repent, like killing people anyhow, like life doesn't matter. There's a special place reserved in hell if there's no repentance. Special to remind you of how you kill the people, how you kill them, if you don't repent. Leviticus 19, 9 to 10. Because when you repent, God will forgive and draw you to himself like Saul of Tarsus. That's how good God is. He's so good, no matter what you've done. Sometimes you hear about someone who has done evil, and yet, the person has now become a pastor after killing so many people. When you see the person, you must respect God's choice and just say, wow. Look at him and be like, wow. But respect the person and flow with the person because God is the one who has chosen that person to do it. Amen. Leviticus you're good. 19, 9, and 10. When you reap the harvest of your land, thou shalt not wholly reap the corners of thy field. <laughs> Neither your own, your own, your work. Are you listening? Neither shalt thou gather the gleanings of thy harvest. If I let's use NLT for this, go back to verse 9. When you harvest your crops, do not harvest the grain along the edges of your fields. And do not pick up what the harvesters drop. It is the same with your grape crop. Do not strip every last bunch of grapes from the vines. And do not pick up the grapes that fall to the ground. Leave them for the poor and the foreigners who live among you. For I... The Lord am your God. This is just showing us how God sees those people. Proverbs 21:13. Let's use King James first, then we we'll use NLT. Proverbs 21:13. Proverbs 21. Proverbs 21, 1, 3. Maybe that's easier. Proverbs 21, 1, 3. Good. Whoso stoppeth his ears at the cry of the poor, he also shall cry himself, but shall not be heard. NLT. So a poor person is crying. Oh! Hey, I'm suffering. I need medical attention. I'm suffering. I just need $100. And you have the $100. 
and you hear their cry, you, you, you shut it out. At least I'm not saying the Bible. I wish it was different so I can keep my hundred. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and you say, oh, Casito Magician, Jesus, God provides supply. Oh, God will do it. Thank you. And they are crying. The Bible says that you cry also, but you will not be heard. But remember that someone else will hear the poor person who was crying and help them. So John Jackson saw a poor person cry. And John Jackson prayed and blew tongues and didn't give any money and went. Now God will get Jonathan to help this same poor person. But John Jackson, that first person, will cry also. Maybe something will happen and God will, of course, allow them to cry. But when they cry for help, they will not be heard. (laughs) Those who shut their ears to the cries of the poor will be ignored in their own time of need. Uh, I'm just showing you how God sees these things. It's important so that we can proceed. Proverbs 22, 22 and 23. <laughs> you shut your mouth to the poor. You see, but we do it normally. It's not a problem. Is it a problem? It's my money. I worked hard for it. This person didn't work hard. We are not talking about those who are poor by choice. We are talking about poor indeed. May I classify who is poor? I mean, you see someone, their legs are chopped off. You see someone, they are blind. You see someone, they, they, they're struggling to, whatever the poor is. We are not talking about someone like I know when I was in the world. When I was in the world, I went to a bar with some girl, lady. And we we're going to booze with some friends, hanging out. Then we met a British man who said all rounds on me. We said, wow. I asked, what does he do? The person said, he's a beggar. <laughs> I said, no, no, no. What does the man do? They said that in the, in the mornings, he tears his clothes, he puts sand on himself, and he says, having helped the homeless to help themselves, having, and they, he has enough money to say all rounds on me. So because of that, I, I said, poor people, no, 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 no. I don't, I don't believe in it until God put sense in my head. That, we are not talking about those people. We are not talking about someone who has, is earning a good amount but misusing their finances. You can have someone who earns a good amount, but if they, I mean, someone, who, someone can earn 10000 a month after taxes, <clears throat> but decides that I'm going to get a house and pay mortgage 7000 hmm. Sometimes people are just unbelievable. 7000 Okay. I'm buying a car. I'm going to spend 1000 on the car. That's 8000 I'll buy this, I'll buy, but before you realize, they, they can't, when they are buying gas, it's like extracting blood, blood transfusion when they are buying gas. Now, that person has been evicted from their home. I, I'm not going to give you a dollar. You need me a dollar. That's not what we are talking That's not a poor person. <laughs> no. We are talking about a poor person indeed. Proverbs 22, 22 to 23. Rob not the poor because he is poor. Because when someone is poor, you can, you can extract from them. You can take advantage of them. You can rob them because they are poor. And you know they can't do anything about it. In those days in China and some of the countries, well, every country in the world, let me know this is China. These days before you realize there's a whole problem. So let me China, Africa, America, Asia, where again? Everywhere in the world, you have some people who have workers. And because the workers are poor, they, they, they give them almost nothing. So that's robbing them. 
because they are poor. Neither oppress the afflicted in the gates. 23. For the Lord will plead their cause and spoil the soul of those that spoil them. <laughs> Let's use NLT for this. <laughs> so you don't understand why sometimes there are generational cases. There are certain families, they might be prominent, but every, the son or the daughter, by a certain age, they are dying. They are dying. I had a boss. That guy is fit. His son is fit. His brothers are fit. One of them goes to the gym jogging. The doctor say healthy heart. Dead. <laughs> it happens to all males in their family when they reach 33. So when you look at such a thing, you don't know what the, the, the forefathers did. When you are a Christian, it's an easy fix. You just, just sever yourself from it. You, you break that generational curse you, 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 by the authority Jesus gave you. Very simple process. But if you are a Christian and you don't know and you are also following the steps of your grandfather or grandmother, for the Lord, okay, 22, 22 and 23, Proverbs 22. Do not rob the poor because they are poor or exploit the needy in court. Huh. For the Lord is their defender. He will injure anyone who injures them. It's God is the one injuring. If God is injuring you, what can you do? Who can fight for you? At least if the devil is trying to fight you, you can say, God defend. But if it's God himself who is fighting. Like the Bible says, God opposes the proud. Oil, oil. You have the whole church. You have the whole Christian body. But because you are poor, you'll be opposed. And no one can fight on your behalf because the creator of the universe is fighting. For the Lord is their defender. If I let's use NIV, let's look for other versions. This India is this very, very wild. Wow. <laughs> wow. Imagine God. You see how wild sometimes God is. You know how someone is defending. It's like, no, I'll defend, I'll defend. No, don't touch my child. Don't touch my child. <laughs> That's how God is to the poor and widow. You are going to, I'll injure you. Yeah, that's God. That's God. <laughs> 22 and 23. 22 and 23. Do not exploit the poor because they are poor and do not crush the needy in court. For the Lord will take up their case and will exact life for life. <laughs> I'll just say, read two more and I will continue, God willing. How many have seen? It's very, very wild. What do you think? <clears throat> but you see, people don't know this end. Let me take advantage. This person is poor. They can't defend in court. They can't do anything about it. Let me just. It's easy to do. Easy to do. Because you, 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 I have money. I can defend myself. You don't have money. We'll see. And then you take advantage of them. You are unfair to them because you have more money than, than them and you can take them. Hey. It's easy for us to do, but we always have to keep remembering that look. I have to be careful. Matthew 25, 31 to 46. But before then, let's look at 1 John 3, 14. We'll read these two verses and we'll continue. 1 John 3, 14 to 17. In fact, for time's sake, just 17. 17. Okay, let's read 14 to 17. doesn't help. 14 to 17. Let's use NLT. 
<clears throat> I don't know I'm preaching here to somebody. Am I preaching to somebody in this place? If we love our Christian brothers and sisters, it proves that we have passed from death to eternal life. But a person who has no love is still dead. Anyone who hates another Christian is really a murderer at heart. And you know that murderers don't have eternal life within them. We know what real love is. <clears throat> because Christ gave up his life for us. And so we also ought to give up our lives for our Christian brothers and sisters. But if anyone has enough money to live well and sees a brother or sister in need and refuses to help, how can God's love be in that person? So now <clears throat> the Bible is saying that we've passed from death unto life because we love the brethren. Now, how can God's love be in someone who sees a brother or sister in need, a Christian brother or sister in need, and doesn't help them? Did you get that? Now, let's tie it to Matthew 25, 31 to 46. <clears throat> I believe this explains why we have the outcome in this verse. NLT, please. It's good you are using King James. That's what we want. But NLT for these ones. Matthew 25, 31 to 46, NLT, 31, 31, thank you. But when the Son of Man comes in his glory and all the angels with him, now this is what will happen, then he will sit upon his glorious throne. All na the nations will be gathered in his presence, and he will separate them as a shepherd separates the sheep from the goats. He will place the sheep at his right hand and the goats at his left. Then the king will say to those on the right, Come you who are blessed by my father, inherit the kingdom prepared for you from the foundation of the world. For I was hungry. Hmm. And you fed me. So come to heaven. You are a sheep. Come to heaven. Why? This is, the, this is the qualification. This is the reason you are coming to heaven. I was hungry and you fed me. I was thirsty and you gave me drink. I was a stranger and you invited me into your home. I was naked and you gave me clothing. I was sick and you cared for me. I was in prison and you visited me. If I, this, I was in prison and you visited me. That's when I said prison ministry. I'll make sure that I'll go. And we, are, we, we, we succeeded in it. Yeah, prison is only because of this verse. I don't know why I'll go to prison. Well, I, what am I going to do in the prison? When I'm free because there's a panic button and I'm watching them. Just, I, anytime I'm there and I'm, I'm, I'm mentoring, <clears throat> I'm just talking, smiling, but... Once in a while, glance so that, pa! Why all that? It's because of this face. Then these righteous ones, this is very important, will reply, Lord, when did we see you hungry and feed you? Or thirsty and give you something to drink? Or a stranger and show you hospitality? Or naked and give you clothing? When did we ever see you sick or in prison and visit you? And the king, Jesus, will tell them, I assure you, when you did it to one of the least of these, my brothers and sisters, or to the least of a Christian, you were doing it to me. Then the king will turn to those on the left and say, Away with you, cursed ones, into the eternal fire prepared for the devil and his angels. This is where I found out that hell was prepared for the devil and his angels. Why would a loving God send people to hell? Because hell was not prepared for human beings, but for the devil and his angels. And he will send people to hell because the angels follow the devil and they are going to hell. 
God is just so, human beings who follow the devil have to go to hell also. Next verse. <clears throat> For I was hungry and you didn't feed me. I was thirsty. So why are you going to hell? You are going to hell because when Jesus was hungry or when a fellow Christian was hungry, you didn't feed them. When a fellow Christian was thirsty, you didn't give them anything to drink. Continue. Simple. When the fellow Christian was a stranger, you didn't invite them into your home. When the fellow Christian was naked, you didn't give, you didn't put, give, give clothing to the food, the clothing dry. When the fellow Christian was sick or in prison, you didn't visit me. I visited a member in prison. Well, I can't say prison. It was a different type of detention prison. It wasn't a real prison. <laughs> Next. <laughs> Please continue. Then they will reply, Lord, when did we ever see you hungry or thirsty or a stranger or naked or sick or in prison and not help you? God, oh, when, when? That's how they'll cry. Maybe worse than that. Then, he, the, the, then they will reply. Yeah, please continue. Come on. And he will answer, I assure you, when you refuse to help the least of these, my brothers and sisters, you were refusing to help me. Next verse, quickly, please. And they will go away into everlasting punishment, but the righteous will go into everlasting life. Now, when you tie this verse to 1 John chapter 3, verse 17, it's very clear that anyone who is a Christian will help the poor. And will do the things listed in Matthew chapter 25, verse 31 to 46. Anyone who is a Christian. Anyone who is a Christian. Now, Jesus, the Bible is saying that in 1 John 3, 17, if someone has enough money to live well and sees a brother or sister in need, but shows no compassion, how can God's love be in that person? This is different from an unbeliever. This is talking about the brethren. So it means that a true Christian, according to 1 John chapter 3, is someone who has love. A true Christian is someone who, when they have to help someone, they will help the person, the fellow Christian. Someone who is not a true Christian will not help. That's the, the only explanation why God will just send some people to hell just because they didn't do those things. Wild. So those who are watching and listening, it's up to you. I want to cover all bases. That's why I'm going to prisons. We're going to prisons. We've been to prisons in Minneapolis. We'll go to prisons again. We'll give everyone the opportunity here to make sure that this verse will be the sheep. Oh, yes. Oh, yes. We'll be the sheep. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. We'll be the sheep. Because someone who really has Christ in, how can the love of God be in that person? How can the person say, I'm a Christian? God's love is in me. I am a Christian. And you see a fellow believer who is in need. And you have the source. Now, it's easier in Africa to see such people and in Central America. America, yes, it's true, but yes, you can see that. Sometimes you see them in churches or in, you get, definitely get some of these people in church. But it's easier to see such folk in the poor areas. But when you see some in your church or you see some in another church, it didn't say those in your church. Fellow Christian, brethren, any church, it is not of God to be saying, Oh, my church, this church, okay, we are excluded, okay, it's only if people in this church. That's, I mean, that's the demonic. Hallelujah. The Christian is the, the believer, the brethren. <laughs> Hallelujah. It's the brethren, the, 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 the universal church, the universal church. 
Hallelujah. So these are very important things. Let me give you one verse. We'll continue next week, God willing. Just one. We'll talk about it next week. Proverbs 29, 7. Ah. Glory to God. Proverbs 29, 7. The righteous considereth the cause of the poor, but the wicked regarded not to know it. Now look at it in NLT. Now this, this is very wild. This is another example of what I was saying about God calling those who don't help the poor wicked. We are waiting for the NLT. Good. The godly know the right of the poor. The wicked don't care to know. That's why it's a blessing. I mean, where we say, <clears throat> this all came about. I've never, I don't hear it in church. I've never heard it in church. Then my sister and I were talking and we're discussing, ah, why is it that we are paying tithe and we are paying and we are not millionaires? Then I said, ah, that's true. The promises in the Bible, we have to be... How, what, 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 what's the disconnect? Yes, this has to be a practical. What's going on? Then we said, okay, you study, I study. And this is... Then I started to go into it. And I realized that it's, tithe is not... Tithe secures it. But <clears throat> the, the, the helping the poor. By the time I finished, as for the verses... These are just explaining why, or helping us to understand when the verses start to flow about riches, blessings, prosperity from the poor. Plenty. Plenty. I can't preach this on Sunday because it's, 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 you see too many verses. Sunday, it's, it's, this is, we, we can't preach this on Sunday. <clears throat> you need to come for this. <clears throat> I'm not out of word, I'm just out of time. Shall we stand to our feet? Prosperity. 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 True riches, true prosperity. Yes. Father God, in Jesus' name. We pray. We pray, oh God, speak to him and ask him to prosper you. Speak to the Lord and ask him to do a new thing in your life. <clears throat> speak to the Lord and ask him to honor you with a certain mind. A certain heart to love the poor, to help the poor, to consider the poor. In the name of Jesus. Ah, Lord, help us. Speak to him. I need you, Lord. I want to have compassion on the poor. The Bible says the liberal soul shall be made fat. Lord, I want to be liberal. I want to be liberal to the poor. <clears throat> I want to be liberal to the poor. Oh, help me, Jesus. Speak to God. Speak to him. Speak to the Lord. Jesus. <clears throat> Speak to the Lord. Speak to him.
Do you? Yes, sing it to him. More than yesterday. I need you, Lord, more. I need you, Lord. Come on. More than words can say. I need you more <clears throat> than ever before. I need you more. I need you more. Tell him, I need you more. I need you, Jesus, more than yesterday. I need you more more than words can say I need you more than ever before I need you more I need you Lord I need you Lord more than the more than the air I more than the song I sing, more than the next heartbeat, more than anything, Lord, as time goes by, I'll be by your side, cause I never want to go back to my old life I need you more I need you more more than yesterday I need you more more than words can say I need you more than before I need you more. I need oh yes, I need you. Come on. I need you more. <clears throat> more than yesterday, I need you more. Do you need him? More than words can say, I need. You more than ever before. I need you more. I need you, Lord. I need you, Lord. If you are watching <clears throat> or you are here, you know in your heart that you don't know Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior. If you know in your heart that you are far away from God, but you need Jesus Christ to save you. You need Jesus Christ to forgive your sins. You want him to be the Lord of your life. Then repeat after me, including all of us. Heavenly Father, I come to you in the name of Jesus. I confess that Jesus Christ is Lord. I believe that he died on the cross for my sins. I believe that his blood was shed for my sins. I believe that God raised him from the dead. Lord Jesus, please come into my life. Please come into my heart. Forgive me. For all my sins. Cleanse me. From all unrighteousness. From today. I belong to Jesus Christ. Thank you Lord Jesus. For saving me. In Jesus name I pray. Amen. Father God we thank you. For those who have given their lives to you. Keep and preserve them in Jesus' name. Amen. It's time for us to take our offering. Let's take out a good offering to bless the Lord. 
if you have your offering or your tithe. What is tithe? Tithe is 10% of your income. Whatever you get from your income, God says 10% is for him. So you can give it or you can give your offering. Father God, bless our tithe and our offering in the name of Jesus. Amen. Is everything okay? Give. Give and it will come back to you. Good measure. Press down and shake it together and running over. Give and it will come back to you. When you give, you give to the Lord. Father God, bless our offering and tithe in Jesus' name. Amen. Good measure. Press down, shaking together, and running over. Give, and it will come back to you. When you give, you give to the Lord. Thank you, Lord. We bless you in Jesus' name. Amen.